Welcome to Engaging Culture, a podcast presented by Bridgeway Christian Church. I'm Brian Kiley. On this episode, Pastor Lance Hahn and I welcome youth motivational speaker Sammy Cater to the program. Sammy's mission is to build self-respect and confidence in our youth by teaching them how to leave, lead a happy and healthy life. We'll talk about all that and a whole bunch more on this episode of Engaging Culture. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 20 of the Engaging Culture Podcast. I'm Brian Kiley with Pastor Lance Hahn, who has not been here for the last couple episodes. I know. Everybody misses me, right? Everybody think? misses you. In my own head, I make sure that everyone misses me. That's right. Yeah, because the then I just feel better about myself. If everyone's like, man, I didn't even notice you were gone, that'd be a drag. That would be a drag. Yeah, uh, so I well, am here, yes. Gla- glad to have you back. Yep. And very excited uh, to have Sammy Cater here. Sammy Thanks so much for being part of uh, Engaging Culture. We appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. This is exciting. I'm ready. So, okay, real quick backstory on on my experience with what what Sammy does, and we're going to get into all of this uh, throughout the episode. But so, my kids attend Twelve Bridges Elementary School, Lincoln, California, and I heard about this thing called Sammy Circuit. And of course, you're hearing about it from your children, and you know the way they describe things is you're never really sure how. <laughs> Most people think it's Sammy's Circus, right? <laughs> Where <laughs> are the elephants? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. So I'm hearing about this thing, and I hear that there's family night, and all I can all I understand is it's like okay, something like fitness related and you can come out with your family and everything else. And, and I'm like, okay, that's great. Like I'm down to, we try to be a part of the school, participate in what's going on and like to do family stuff and everything else. So I'm going, I'll be honest, I'm a little skeptical. Cause like sometimes you go to stuff, like if you, you guys have children, sometimes you end up at stuff that's a little bit cheesy and you're like, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yawner. I, I don't know about this. What do we do? Yeah. So, so I walk in to the cafeteria at 12 Bridges Elementary School and from the moment I walked in, it was incredible. The whole thing, and I'm not just saying, I was telling a friend this last night at dinner. The whole thing was, it was one of the coolest kids events or family events I had ever been to. So many things that were positive about it. Uh, so anyway, I, I'm a huge fan of yours, Sammy, and just really appreciate what you do and I'm excited to be able to talk with you about it. Oh, uh, thanks, today. man. This yeah. <laughs> puts a smile on my face to hear that. Yeah, and I got to confirm this. He came into my office and told me about how awesome it was. So it's not like he's just making this up for the podcast. Oh yeah, man, he's he was pumped. Yeah, and he no. was like, man, what a great guy and what an amazing program. So yeah. anyway, yeah, no, I'm a big fan. fan. Lo- love love what you do. So before we get into what Sammy Circuit is and how that all works, can you share with us just a little bit of kind of your story because it's part of what you share in your program with young people. But you've got a story that that kind of is is behind a lot of what you do. Well. It really has to do with when I was in school when I was a kid. Um, when I go in, I'll kind of tell you the kid version right now. I, I, go, yeah. I, I had a tough time in school. Kids started making fun of me at a very young age. I just didn't fit in very well. And I always remember feeling like really awkward about who I was. You know, just I felt different. And it wasn't a good different because, you know, at that age, kids let me know like, you know, who I was yeah. was not like them. Who I was, I started believing was not correct. You know, and so you grow up, you know, third grade, fourth grade, you try to laugh about it. You know, if the kids are, if you're laughing with them, it's not as bad as them just laughing at you. Right. But then you get into middle school and you realize like the rejection from girls, the rejection from all your peers. Brutal. Yeah, it it gets really tough. And you start believing the words that they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, before, you know, hey, you know, they call you names and you you kind of laugh it off and you act like it's not happening. But when you get into middle school, you find, I, I found myself 
starting to call myself the same names right. that kids were calling me. Yep. Adopt like, the identity. Yeah. Like yeah. you dummy, you are stupid. You are ugly. You know, you start looking at yourself and you start affirming all those words that you've heard from everybody else because it must be true. Yeah. It has to be. Why would they say it if it wasn't? Yeah. I mean, it's all, you know, at that age. Yes. And so that's what I call like that negative voice, which we'll get to, you know, later probably is, is that, you know, you're no good. You can't do it. Don't even try, give up. And you know, when it came to sports, that was that was the thing, right? All, all the guys are playing sports, girls. You know, if you're good at sports, that's a good way to make friends. So I tried that, humiliated myself many times. I just wasn't coordinated, and I had started gaining a lot of weight at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, so when a lot of these avenues weren't working for me, the couch became like my safe place. Absolutely, you know, yeah. I can go there. I can sit on that couch. You know, watch TV. Nobody was gonna mess with me there eating junk food. And I started drinking like five, six sodas a day, just, you know, sitting on the couch, not really knowing what to do. Kids were making fun of me at school and, uh, things at my home were kind of getting a little, a little, you know, my dad moved away 20 minutes away from our home. Parents got divorced. And so I didn't really know who to turn to, you know, right. uh, I had two sisters and my mom and, my mom was working at the night shift trying to support her family and she didn't want to move out of the house we had in the suburbs. She wanted to keep us where we were to have stability. So she had her hands full. Yep. And um, so we were just kind of trying to figure it out. Well, by the time I was 15 years old, I reached about 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. My hair grew it down past my shoulders, covered my face, yeah. chains hanging from the jeans. You know, I stared at the ground every day. Uh, I didn't want to look up. If I looked up, maybe somebody would make fun of me or say right. something. Yeah. You know, that negative voice in my head got really strong to the point where I was, you know, wondering why I was even here anymore. Yeah. Um, you know that story. And uh, right at that point, my sister knew a guy, a family friend. He came into my life and he was a tough guy, but he had the gym. It's how he got rid of all his pain and anger. And he went through a lot of tough times before that, but he realized that's how he was going to let out his frustrations and his pain. And so he said, Sammy, you're coming with me to the gym. And I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> right. you know, I, I was the kid that was shut off from everybody. I yeah. stopped wanting to go to school at that point. And he said, you know, nobody said no to him. He said, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting off the couch. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Finally, he literally uh, grabbed a hold of me. And, wow. and, you know, it was a three-day battle, actually, to tell you the truth. <laughs> it was a three-day battle. But he won. And I'm so glad that he did because... Um, he saved my life, Yeah, you know? Um, and, um, every day we went to the gym together, he'd come by, he'd pick me up and I, you know, I always think back, why did he give up on me? Cause I said some terrible things to this guy. You know, I, I hated everybody. I hated myself, number one, right. mm-hmm. and I wanted him to leave me alone, but he wouldn't leave me alone. He kept coming back, Sammy, come on, we're going and you're not giving up. You're not quitting. Keep going. Well, we exercised together. And after a couple months, he became, my best friend, yeah. my father, my brother I didn't have. Yep. He became that figure for me. And um, sooner or later, I started jumping up when I saw his, his truck come. Because, you know, he loved me. He cared about me. And you feel that. Yeah. Yep. And uh, he didn't just say, like everyone else just said, hey, never give up. Good luck with that. <laughs> you know, yep. hey, you got to believe in yourself. Well, I didn't know how to believe in myself. Yeah. I, I'd never even had the, had the tools to even begin to believe in myself. So he said, come with me. And he, he did his actions spoke loud and uh, we went every day. And after a year I lost a hundred pounds, but I didn't realize it at the time, the biggest change came from within, Uh, you know, 
instantaneously people treat you differently. You lose, lose hundred pounds. Everyone's treating you differently, especially at that age. Yeah. And now I had friends, all the kids that made fun of me for four five, six years, they started, Hey, can we, you know, coming around wanting to be my friend all of a sudden. And that felt really good. But, um, yeah, I, I started to just, the main thing was I made a lot of mistakes. Obviously we all do, but the big thing was that I didn't want to give up anymore. So, yeah. 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 So yeah. that's kind of now. Let me just highlight something for those of you that are not watching online yeah. live here. Yeah. Let me explain something to you. When you see this dude, <laughs> you are not thinking any of this stuff, right? So first of all, I already hate him for his jaw structure. Like he already has better bone structure than I do. I'm just pointing this out. And so I'm looking at this guy, and he's obviously very fit and everything, and super good looking guy. But once again, it reminds you that you don't know what kind of stuff is playing in people's heads. Even when you see a, a young child that they look like they should have everything together. You don't know what internal dialogue is going on. Yeah. And so being able to either reach out and even if they're a little bit like a wounded animal, that they're just going to lash out at you and just go, I don't want... I don't want anyone to touch me right now. Like I just, I hurt inside and I just don't want to talk about it. And I want to, for that guy to keep pressing through mm. and to spend time with wow. you and spend time with, man, that's so cool. Yeah. To have somebody invest in you in that way. That's, yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, that's, that's pretty special. Well, we kind of needed each other. You yeah. know, he, he came from a rough, um, home life and, you know, I can't say, you know, it's hard to say that about your own, but you know, it, things were tough on my side yep. sure. and, uh, when we came together, it's like, it's almost like what I did for him and he did for me. It kind of, in the end, you look back and it matched up, you know? Yeah, that's and, cool. um, and yeah, we became, we became, uh, you know, best friends and, and even more than that. And, you know, you never forget when somebody does something like that. No for way. You. Yeah. That's yeah. life changing. Yeah. And so then fast forward and you start this program called Sammy circuit. Yeah. What was the motivation behind getting that going? Well, the cool thing about it was that it, it's not like I just said, I'm going to start this thing. Yeah. You know, it, it happened um, organically. It happened the right way. Um, it kind of snuck up on me. I knew, you know, from what I went through, I became a trainer right out of high school. Mm -hmm. And I never thought I'd be a trainer at the time. It was always the real buff guys. Right. And, you know, you, you know, that's not me. I could never be like them. But at that age, you know, that seems cool. You're yeah. like, totally. you know, but yeah. uh, one of them, they had a trainer interview day and I went to it and I told them my story and they looked at the pictures and they said, that's not you. And I'm like, yeah, I went and they're like, you're hired. And, I, and, you know, so it's almost like everything that I've done in my life, it's like the bubbles there and I get in and then I fill the bubble. I like, I don't, yep. I don't believe I can do it, but I step into it. And then sooner or later you gain the confidence. Yes. Like yeah, you, you just awesome. act, you act the part until you actually believe that you can do it. And that happens from other people believing in you. Some people will go, they say, well, what if they don't have somebody to believe in them the way that you did? And I always think about that because I always believe that somebody will step up when you're ready. You know, when, like, you know, somebody that you least expect comes in your life. Well, I started being this trainer and within two or three years, I was, um, the most busy trainer in the gym, you know, right. and because I related people didn't want to get buff. They wanted to deal with the emotional side yeah, of, yeah. of weight loss. And that's what I could do. Yeah. I understood what it felt like. I, I, you know, I had a lady, she became one of my best friends. She wouldn't walk through the gym. She was 300 pounds, five feet tall. She wouldn't walk through the gym unless I had my arm around her, you know? Yeah. Hmm. And when we came together, she just knew that I knew how it felt. And so she felt comfortable around me. And, and I had so many people that kind of in different ways, that was the relationship, you know? And, um, 
I really cared about people. I didn't see them uh, for their weight. I just saw the person. That's right. And um, I think that's what really brought me forward in that respect. Well, 10 years I spent around people that were 20, 30 years older than me, just listening and and learning because yeah. that was one thing I was good at, but I still had a very low self-esteem. You lose a hundred pounds, but that doesn't change everything, nope. right? Yeah. You still, uh, and I'll tell you, if it wasn't for that job, I probably would have gained my weight back. Yep. The reason why I didn't was because my whole goal when I lost the weight was that I wanted people to like, like me. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw these kids that were popular at school. And so you want that. You go, you know, they're happy. They, you know, they have friends. They, you know, so this popularity thing when you're younger. And so I lost the weight and I gained the friends, but there was still a big hole, a big empty, uh, you know, uh, just feeling inside. So throughout my years at the gym, I knew that if I gained weight, everyone would be looking at me. And so I was always on display, always in front of hundreds and hundreds of people every day. It was a very busy place. And so I always kept saying, you know, you got to keep the weight off. You got to keep the weight off. But I was still very, uh, you know, uh, empty on the inside. People would say, you look like a good looking guy. And I'd I'd look around around. and and wonder who they're talking about. Right. Because you still see that um, that person that you believed was Yep. Was, uh, was there. And so long story short, you know, like I said, I got to get to the point cause I can just go on about this, <laughs> um, at the gym 10 years and just saying, you know, just getting confidence in myself, building up that confidence, putting myself in uncomfortable positions like, like this one right now. Yeah. There's not a day that goes by that I don't get scared about speaking in front of people because most of my humiliation came in front of groups of people. Sure. In high school, I went into a assembly with a thousand kids and one girl stands up and says, it's Sammy Cater, the fatinator. That was what they called me. Sammy Cater, the fatinator. They realized it rhymed with my last name, Sammy Cater. So the Terminator was big at the time. Sammy Cater, yep. the fatinator. That's who I was. So I, she stands up. She says that I have a thousand people laughing at me humiliate and you know you don't forget about those moments no way. so anytime i would get out in front of people i would have these physiological yep. reactions sweat yeah. redness sure. uh just freaking out so overcoming that like i always wanted to share my story 10 yeah. minutes later i'll get back to the question you asked me <laughs> i always wanted to share my story but the problem was i was so afraid yep. to get up in front of anybody yeah. so 10 years in a gym people building me up saying, Sammy, you can do it, Sammy, come on. Well, um, I finally had enough courage. I met my amazing wife. Her name's Megan. And there's always a great person behind the scenes. That's, you know, she's, uh, she was always pumping me up. You can do it. And, uh, here's the story that you, uh, that you wanted to know. She called a start Sacramento start program. It was an after school program. I told her about my dream. I wanted to speak in front of to kids, share my story. Well, she calls them behind my back because I kept saying, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. She calls them and says, my husband's a, a motivational speaker <laughs> and he wants to volunteer. Yeah. And they said, oh, great. We never get those. So I show up and she tells me, I go, what did you do? I'm yeah. not ready. I'm not ready. You are ready. So I show up. I did that first day. And afterwards she comes to me and she goes, so your wife said you were a motivational speaker, right? And I was like, oh, I promise I can do better. I just had a bad day. And then I went home with that pain of failing yep. and I worked on it and worked on mm. it and went back and I got a little better. But um, yeah, that's kind of how it, it was 10 years later that I, it took me that long to have enough courage to step out. Yeah, That's yeah. so awesome. Well, and yeah. I think it's amazing. Um, you know, you watch, you do what you do and it 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 
there's tons of confidence behind it, at least from an audience perspective, right? And I think about, I don't know, so many things in life. You and I are public speakers, obviously. Yeah. We're speaking in front of people all the time. And you'll hear people say things like, oh, well, you just make it look easy. Yeah. And on some level, with practice and, and discipline and, and experience, yeah. things become easier. But it's so easy to look at somebody, to like watch you do what you do and be like, oh, well, this is must come real natural to him. And man, yeah. he's just got it all together. And you right. hear like, no, actually, this is terrifying. <laughs> and uh, I just think there's something to be said for recognizing, hey, behind the polished presentation there's years and years of struggle and effort and, yes. and, and trying to develop and things like that. And, and I think that can just build an appreciation for the fact that, you know, watching somebody in front of you, like that's a real human with a real story yes. as well. So now for those who have not experienced Sammy Circuit, just describe kind of briefly, give an overview of what is like, what, what goes on at a Sammy Circuit assembly or a Sammy Circuit family night? Well, the kids show up and I do the traditional, you know, assembly, you know, the motivational assembly, it's not anti-bully, it's pro self-esteem, awesome. self-respect. Yeah, you know, cool. I want to tell the kids about, you know, what I want them to do, not the opposite. Yeah. And a lot of times you talk about bullying and things like that, and it gives them ideas. You know, you talk yeah. about it, you get more of what you talk about. Yeah. So I talk about um, my story. And then after my story, I talk about that negative voice, you know, Sammy, give up, Sammy, you can't do it. Well, then the negative voice interrupts the assembly. And he goes, you know, oh, Sammy. And you can ask your kids about it. They <laughs> they, they remember that voice. Uh -huh. And he goes, you know, you the kids don't want to hear what you have to say. And the kids come to my defense. Yeah, we do. Oh, <laughs> you, know, we, you know, so that voice and I are kind of battling. And ultimately, the kids help me to, to win and get that negative voice out. And we replace the negative voice with the positive words. You got this. And that's my that's my tagline. You know, you can do it. Never give up all those positive words. You're amazing. And self-respect is saying good words to yourself, good words to other people. Yeah. So the kids then start taking those taglines and delivering them to all the kids around them. Look That's at the right. person next to you. Tell them you got this point at your teachers. Tell them you, you're amazing. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and then um, we talk about eating healthy makes you happy. Exercise makes you happy. Who wants to exercise right now? And then from that point, um, they come back on my second visit. They come in to imagine your kindergarten through fifth grader in a nightclub. And that's what it is. Yep. <laughs> a nightclub with exercise. They come into the Sammy Circuit experience. The lights turn off. They get wristbands. They get into teams. And then I've got my own music mix with all my voice recordings. Switch it up. You got this. Keep going. You know. And so every 45 seconds they hear switch it up. The lights are off. All the club lights are pumping. I used to have a smoke machine <laughs> that, that was, you know, and that was cool. But, you know, with all the laws now, right. fire, the fire marshal shut me down. <laughs> yeah. um, but the, the kids don't notice it because the heart's there. And, yeah. and you know, I used to, the, the best thing was getting rid of that because now I'm not focusing on pressing a button. Yep. Now yeah. I'm focusing on looking at a kid, connecting, giving them a high five, telling them I believe in them, telling them, you know, you're a man. That's, that's the heart of what it is. So through this experience, I heard it actually just now before I left 12 Bridges, one of the kids came up to me. He was in first grade. He goes, Sammy, this was the best day of my life. Oh. <laughs> that's awesome. And, that, and he really said that to me. It's funny, right before I walked out the door to come here. And you think about that. And what always drives me is that, you know, 
That was exercise. Yes. And that was those positive words that, you know, this experience, the way I always say is that it overloads their mind. It overloads their senses because imagine if you were in a nightclub when you were kindergarten (laughs) or first grade, right? You know, you're looking around and you're like, whoa, and then you're exercising and then you're hearing, you got this, keep going, all these great words. And, um, it, they're words that uh, are etched into their mind through this experience, and um, that's why that's why I love doing it. Yeah. You know, every, I, when parents come to the family night, I hear more than anything. They go, "I wish I had this when I was younger." Right. Yeah. You know, and um, I do too. Well, yeah. the so recently, um, someone, was, one of our our friends, was hanging out uh, at our house, and they took my daughter aside, and they said, "Your family is super affirming." That's just a weird reality because basically in our household, we're constantly, I don't know whether or not everybody in our family is, you know, addicted to credit. They all want want to go, you know, I did something awesome, right? Look how I put my fork down, you know, Um, but we're constantly complimenting each other. And they said, you do realize that's not normal, right? Mm, And to us, it's super normal. But you got to imagine that the majority of kids in their home lives do not have that affirmation. Yeah. And all of a sudden they get to walk into Sammy circuit and they're like, dude, I suddenly feel like a million bucks. This is awesome. Yeah. And that is transforming yeah. because to someone else that has that a lot, yeah. it's not a big deal. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. you give them that you, 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 I wouldn't say give them, you shed the light yeah. on that personal power. Yeah. Right. And to do that at a young age, I go, Hey, look, you know, you have the power to do that for your family. Right. Don't go home and wait for your family or your mom or your yep. dad to say that you got to be the one. Go home and be that positive that's voice right. for them. Yeah. And that's a powerful thing. You know, I hear so many times parents, you know, saying, give me a couple stories. Well, there are, I, at this point, you know, I see over 50,000 kids a year. I'm getting little messages all the time. And it's really cool that to hear these messages from parents saying, you know, I had a terrible day. Yep. I came home. And the first thing my kids said was, hey, mommy, I believe in you. Never give up. And, you know, when your kids say those words oh, and you, where huge. do they come from? Yeah. And uh, it, it it means a lot. It yeah. means a lot. to So the kids have the power. Yeah. And you give them that power at a young age or shed the light on it. And it, it's it's a great thing. I love seeing that. Yeah. Well, and I think what, what I mean, there's so many things that are amazing about what you do. And and I think what, what really what struck me when. Uh, when, when I got to come out to family night last year was, you know, I walk into this room and yeah, you're right. It felt like a nightclub. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's lights and music and all this stuff. It's like, Whoa, okay. There's a lot, lot going on here. Is that it? Uh, so number one, you're, you're encouraging families to be together, which, yeah. uh, you know, it's always a good thing, right? Just when families can get together and, and experience something collectively, that's a, that's a net positive. Were well, you going to say something? Sorry. Well, going off that point of empowerment yeah. after that second visit I was talking about where they yeah. do the experience, the third visit is, you know, I, I do this thing where I go, Sammy circuits over and the kids go, no. <laughs> and then the teacher interrupts me and she's got a note. She goes, Sammy, I've got a note from the office. You've got to read this right now. And I go, but I'm saying goodbye to the kids. It's over. And she goes, no, it's not. You got to read this note. So I read this note in front of the kids and, you know, I make, I'm, I'm doing a little, little show. I'm yeah. reading it and I go, guess what? It's not over family night is coming next week, you know? And I go, you got to go home. You got to inspire your families. Mm. And I go, Hey, when Ronnie tried to, the, the guy who came in and helped me when he tried to get me off the couch, did I, did I say yes? And they go, no, he motivated me. Go yeah. home, motivate your family, mm. inspire your family. So then they go home 
And uh, the family nights, uh, every school is different, but we get about 200 to 300 uh, people that come out to these things. And, you know, the school goes, you know, nobody comes to family nights. You'll be lucky if you get 30 or 40 people. I go, it's not me. Your kids are going to go home and they're going to do the work. And they do. They bring their families out. And it's so cool to see it. But they do that. They inspire their families. And I have parents say, there's no way they would have let me miss this night. I tried. I told them I don't want to exercise. And and (laughs) when they come in for that family night, Mm -hmm. the parents always do the same thing. They go against the back wall. That's right. (laughs) And then some of them get their phone out and they go, okay, another one of these family night events. I've got a lot of work to do. I've got a lot of things going on. And then next thing you know, um, uh, when I start talking, I let them know that there's a couple things that matter to me. First of all, exercise is not number one. Yeah. The number one thing to me is that when your kids look to their left, they look to their right, they see you. Yeah. Because it's not, if you had asked me eight years ago when I started this, is it about exercise? I would have said, yeah, it's about exercise. But I could tell you, I've got three kids now, yeah. um, six, three, and one. And um, we actually have one on the way. Number four is coming. Congratulations. Awesome. And Congratulations. you know, the time that we don't have, because we get so busy with, <laughs> with work and life, when we come together on those family nights, really it's about the time that we get to spend with our family, like quality time. Yeah. So I tell parents, if you can give your kids a high five, you're doing it right. Yeah. Amen. I'll never come. I'm not that guy. I'll never come up to you and say, Hey, that push up's wrong. <laughs> or Hey, you, you call that a sit up? What do you know? <laughs> I said, I, the, the exercise, I could care less. Your kids are going to be moving, having a great time. And when they want to share that experience with somebody, they're going to look over, they're going to see you. I said, so if you don't want to jump, you can step. If you don't want to step, then you can just give your kids a high five, be their biggest motivator, become their biggest cheerleader. And that's all I care about. So please come off the walls. And that usually gets about 95% of the parents off the wall. And uh, that's when the event really becomes more than just exercise. And that's my whole motivation. I don't want to just exercise. That would have gotten old years ago. Like it, it has to be more and you know that feeling you get for sure when you get in front of people and That's you're right. and you're connecting there's there's nothing like it it's like the yeah. greatest uh the greatest thing in the world well and i think i love the kind of your approach to using exercise i mean you could tell even in your story about being a trainer you can tell from what you do now uh that exercise is a tool yep. right it's it's not the point i mean when when we're exercising and taking care of ourselves i mean there's you know science behind all of that that it's has you know, tons of different benefits but at the end of the day yeah you're not you're not a drill sergeant right yeah. you're not yeah correcting people's form and everything else that you're you, but you're recognizing hey this is an opportunity for us to speak positively to one another, to uh, to counteract the negative voice with messages of positivity, get mm-hmm. up and move our bodies and feel good while we do it. And uh, and I love that approach because, uh, I mean, and it's even interesting on your website and your, your frequently asked questions, there's the question of like, oh, is this about, you know, weight loss and everything else? And I loved your answer to basically say like, no, this isn't, this yeah. isn't a shaming thing. This isn't a you need to get fit thing, but rather it's a, hey, when you engage in these types of activities, it's just a place where we can be positive and, and affirming to one another, which, which I, th- I think is fantastic. Well, and, and you, you know, and I'm very clear about the whole weight thing. You yeah. know, it, it's not about weight and, you know, sometimes kids can take it like that. They can say, right. you know, they can, they can hear a story and they can misconstrue things, but that doesn't happen very often. I, yeah. I think most people understand that it's so much bigger than that. You yeah. know, it really is. Because I have people say, Sammy, I never had a weight problem, but I did feel those oh, same yeah. feelings, you know? Yeah. So to say it's about weight would just be, 
it would just be incorrect. You know, we all have feelings that we're not good enough. We all have those feelings of something's wrong with who we are. Why am I not this way? And then, you know, at a young age, what do we do? We compare ourselves, you know, and uh, now it's even harder because kids are comparing themselves to fake people. That's right. People on the the Instagram and people that they see and, you know, things that aren't even real. At least we had to compare ourselves to to real (laughs) Real people, people. which limits, uh, yeah, limits things. Well, and I think it's interesting. I mean, in, in, in so much of what we do at, uh, at church. And I think about just even in my own speaking and and things that I, that I talk about. And, uh, I think one of the ways that we can get so discouraged is to think that we're the only one, right? Yeah. And I believe that that's like, we we talk about how the ways that, you know, the enemy can get after us is making us think, oh, well, everyone else has got your life, their life together and you're the only one. And I've just recognized in church contexts the power of people, say, sitting around a table or hearing a message or just being in an environment and realizing, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. Like, I'm not the only one who struggles with depression. I'm not the only one whose marriage is in trouble. Heck, I'm not the only one who's been divorced or had these different things. And for us, for, for people to realize, like, actually, we've all, we're all kind of wounded. And because of that, it's okay to be honest about kind of your own wounds. That's right. And then at the same time, as we share in those experiences together, like, we can be part of kind of helping one another heal and grow. And uh, And I think so often... You know, you talk about some of the messages that that kids receive and that teenagers receive. Um, it can be very isolating to make them think, "Oh, you're it, these sometimes subtle and sometimes not so subtle messages that are like you're not good enough, you're messed up. Everyone else, is, all the popular kids are this, and you're that." And to be able to counteract that with like, "No, you, a, we're all struggling. B, you've got something good in you. You got this, as you say." I mean, I think that's just so powerful and so such an important message for kids to hear. Yeah, the whole hashtag with my uh, book on panic disorder was hashtag you're not alone. Right. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the the point. Now, what I get to deal with is your kids grown up, right? So I get to deal. (laughs) Oh, man. I get to deal with all those same kids. The same mindsets are tracking with them as adults. And everyone assumes they have it put together now because they're adults. Yeah. And yet that hole is still there. Mm-hmm. The the words that they heard as a child are still echoing in their head. And so I'm speaking to them a very similar message. Um, and I'm getting them after years of it being implanted in. And the ability for you to say, listen, before this turns to cement, I want to remind you that is not true. And you know what? All those negative feelings you have inside, all those things that are telling you that you're not good enough, I'm telling you right now, I know you're going to hear a lot of voices. Listen to my voice right now. You got this. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's so beautiful because it just, it creates this, uh, another counter voice that they can say, listen, I now have two options. I can listen to this or I can listen to this before they only had negative. Now there's an option. So the catchphrase, you got this, yeah. uh, where did that come from or how did that, I mean, I, I can imagine what you're trying to accomplish through it, but, but what, what led you to land on that phrase specifically? Well, um, when I was a trainer at the gym, I had some clients that, you know, I talked about my dream to, and one of them worked with this lady named Laura and Laura was extremely smart. And she, I didn't know this at the time, but she struggled with a lot of the same things that I struggled with growing up. Well, she was a graphic designer and I had been writing this book, a book about my story growing up, which I've shelved, you know, but it was a, it was how I started getting my thoughts out on paper. Right. And, uh, you know, somebody said, Hey, can you help my friend make a cover for the book? So she met me. She didn't want to. 
and because she was always turned off by the trainer guy. There's a stereotype that goes yeah, with, for sure. yeah. with 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 you know everyone that I've been fighting that stereotype my whole life. Yeah. And um, she meets with me and she says she reads through the book and she goes, you know. I want to help you with this. You know, I don't have to just make a, you know, so she started helping me and every step of the way since the very beginning of Sammy circuit, the mix that I do everything, she has been a huge part of what I do. She, she's the one who helped me come up with the catchphrase. You got this. And at the time, nobody was saying it. It was, mm-hmm. it was eight years ago. You know, it was before it was in movies all the time. Yeah. Uh, I think we, she had seen it somewhere, but we were trying to come up with a clever way to say you can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, keep going. You can do it. You know, um, you got this was just a really cool way. And then I started saying it and then I started putting all my, my Sammy circuit voice into it, yeah. which, you know, now I don't think about it. I just do it. I just, you got this. Yeah. But when I was, <laughs> when I was younger, um, I, I would say it very hesitantly because mm-hmm. I didn't own my voice yeah, yet. Yeah, you totally. know, you know, when you get that, oh, yeah. it's like, and next thing you know, you never even think about it. It just becomes your voice because you've owned it. So my Sammy circuit voice kids go, <laughs> they go, we, my kids go, you got this in their Sammy circuit voice all the time. Well, you know, I, I've said you got this a million times, but I, uh, I say it with, uh, with ownership. I say it like, you know, and I, and it, it echoes through the microphone. You got this, you know? And so it just seems, it just seemed like a very fun way to say the words that I really wanted to say. And and those words were like, you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. But okay. So let me dig into this for a second because it's not empty hype. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause you can always think of, Hey, what's a nice thing that I can say that makes kids feel better in the moment. Yeah. But uh, from what I hear from you, you believe this and what it is is saying, Hey kids, actually you have all the raw materials. You have all the tools that you can do this. Mm -hmm. Like this is not a, I'm just going to throw something at you and Hey, everything's great for you. Sky's the limit. You know what I mean? But you, you go, no, 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 you got this. Everything you need. The person who came into my life after the year he spent with me, you know, I lost a hundred pounds. Yep. Well, uh, he went into the military Mm-hmm. So he got stationed across the country. And before he left, he basically, you know, everything changed for me. Yep. Uh, people want to be my friend. My life was good all of a sudden or so it felt at the time, right, you know, right. that initial. Outwardly, yeah. sure. And then he comes to me and says, hey, Sammy, I'm leaving. Yeah. And, and I go, no, you know, no, you're not. That's more <laughs> loss. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, you're not leaving. You And I start crying. I'll never yep. forget. I said, you did this for me. Like, you did this for me. I am who I am because of you. You can't. And he stopped me. And he goes, the only thing that I ever did for you. Was tell you what was already there. Yeah, that's so awesome. And so I just tell kids that all the time. Everything you need, you walked in the door with already. Yeah. You know, you don't have to thank me for anything except for just telling you what's there. You're amazing. That's never going to change. You were amazing before I met you. That's right. You're amazing right now. The only thing that could ever change is if you start believing the wrong things. Mm. Yeah. Wow. You want to, you know, and I go, even with the little kids, you see that wristband you're wearing? What does it say? You're amazing. If you ever want to know what I would say to you, it's right there. That's that's 100%. I'll tell you that any day. If, even when kids start aging out of Sammy Circuit, when they get to like fifth or sixth grade, they start getting too cool for school. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, you go, hey, you'll see me. If you see me in 10 years, I'll still tell you the same thing because in 10 years, it'll still be true. Yeah. And then when I see kids in middle school, sometimes they come in after it's all done. They act like it didn't matter at the time. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then when all their friends are gone, they'll come in. I'll be cleaning up by myself and they go, hey, uh, you know, thanks for what you said. 
And I, <laughs> you know, so and, yeah, and they'll so, admit yeah. it when, when people aren't watching, right? Yeah. Well, and okay, so here, something that's interesting to me is like, okay, we're, we're talking about all, right, all this positivity and affirming and telling kids they're amazing and everything else. Well, uh, those are ideas that are not without controversy, I feel like, in our culture today, where there are a lot of people that would say, oh, well, uh, you know, kids are given too much or they're they're given too much without earning it. There's sort of the, the knock on the content concept of like the participation trophy, for example, oh, yeah. and, and sort of, uh, you know, overly affirming kids and those saying, no, no, they need to work for things and it needs to be harder and everything else. And certainly there's a place for, for calling kids to, you know, to rise to a higher level and, and challenging them and things like that. And I'm, and I'm all for that within appropriate environments. However, I think that maybe what those that, that knock affirming kids miss, I mean, their concern is developing entitlement and arrogance, which is certainly valid concern. We yeah, don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to be developing those things, but in the same way that hurt people hurt people. Yeah. I think that affirmed people affirm people. Confident, not arrogant, confident people inspire confidence. And I would imagine, Sam, I mean, I'd just be curious to know from you, Sammy, I mean, in what way do you seek to kind of make sure that your message is one that is is that kind of a message in terms of inspiring confidence that they can pass along and not sort of feeding into that, like, hey, we just tell every kid they're amazing even without, not not even, not necessarily that, but, you know, making sure, every, making every kid feel like they're the center of the world. I'm tripping over my words here, but hopefully you get well, what my, I'm trying to say. Yeah, oh, absolutely. My biggest uh, inspiration, the it was uh, Mr. Rogers. Like I love Mr. Rogers, you yeah. know, growing I'm up. I'm a huge yeah. fan. Yeah. But yeah. And so one of his biggest criticisms in about 2002, 2004 was that um, he built up this culture of kids where he told them they were amazing and they were okay the way they were. So they were like, Oh, well then I don't have to do anything. And that was like a lot of people that were uh, trying to pick apart his message. Yeah. You built up the society of kids that just thought they were amazing and they didn't have to work hard. Well, you know, I, I always I always remember reading about that and initially I go, how could you pick apart such an amazing person and a great message? Well, you know, I took that into what I do. Yeah. You know, you learn from the people be, that, that that pave the way yeah. and you try to add something That's to right. it. You try to you try to make it as good, you know, especially with the times changing. So I tell all the kids like, hey, you're amazing. That's never going to change. But I go, but does that mean does that mean we're going to get to our goals? Does that mean we're going to succeed? Not if we give up. You know, and, and I have these Sammy Circuit water bottles. I don't know if you've heard about them. Oh, we got some in my home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I have two that I give out per period, and I see about 100 to 180 kids at a time, depending on the period. So you can imagine giving out two of those water bottles to two kids. And there's 180 kids that want them. They're like the infamous water bottles, yeah. you know, they're just plastic. <laughs> but to these kids, they are the right. they're the most amazing thing. <laughs> you hold them up. And and so the kids all want one. And um, I've used those water bottles to teach so many things. You know, I go, hey, this is just plastic. But what you can't replace is that right there. And, you know, you point at their chest and you go, mm -hmm. the heart that you have. Um, a lot of times I give a kid a water bottle and there's one kid that just starts crying. He wanted a water bottle, too. <laughs> And inside of you, you want to just grab another water bottle. Right. You yep. want to give it to them and you want to stop the crime, but you know that's going to hurt them more than it's going to help. Yeah. Um, they start learning that all they have to do is, you know, cry and they're going to get something. No, I, I let kids know at the beginning, are these water bottles free? And that's the thing that I notice with kids. Sammy, can I have it for free? Can I have it for free? And so one of my biggest lessons is that nothing here is free. Hmm. And I've given a kid a free water bottle and I tell all the kids this story. 
I gave a kid a free water bottle because it was my last one. It was the end of the day. I was tired. He goes, Sammy, can I have a free water bottle? Here you go. Just take it. Well, I saw him because I came back to the school next week. Mm -hmm. And I go, where's your water bottle? And he goes, I lost it. (laughs) Right. If it costs nothing, it's worth nothing. Yeah. And then I also tell the story about the kid who worked hard. He told all the kids never give up and all in his group. He worked hard. He was sweating. At the end, I called him up and I gave him that water bottle. And I told him, you earned this bottle. All his, all his friends, all his classmates cheered him on. Well, I saw this kid a year later. I come to the school the next year. He comes up. He goes, Sammy, look. I've still got it. And this water bottle's worn out. The, <laughs> the Sammy Circuit logo is half gone. It's been through the washing machine like a hundred times, or the the, the the dishwasher a hundred times. And he goes, I still have it. And you could just tell how much he valued that piece of plastic right. because he earned it. Yeah. So that whole thing is like, are you amazing? Yes. But does that mean we're going to succeed? It's not enough. You got to do something with it. Yeah. It's one thing to know it. It's another to actually put what we are given into action. Yeah. So if you give up, we won't go the places we're meant to go. We won't go the places we're meant to, you know, do the things we're meant to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, there's a, there's a principle that, that, that we teach here at Bridgeway and that we, we didn't come up with it, but that we, we talk about in a number of different environments, uh, and that we see modeled in Jesus's life called invitation and challenge. And the concept behind invitation and challenge is that Jesus invited people into relationship and then challenged them to grow. Uh, that's the gist of it basically. And that he, he, he perfectly modeled a perfect balance between those two things. Because when it's all invitation and no challenge, I think that's the, you know, you're amazing and now you're entitled, right? And when it's all challenge and no invitation, it's drill sergeant, right? Yeah. And it's funny. I mean, I... I coach all my kids sports teams. I think I'm in like my 13th season right now. And it took me till like just this fall to realize, okay, what am I trying to do here as a, as a coach with these, with these kids? It's invitation and challenge because I would have parents come to my teams and they'd complain, oh, our last coach was such a nice guy, but they didn't learn anything, you know, or I'd see other coaches where I'm like, okay, that guy, I I don't think his kids are going to want to play for him again because he's just too hard. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is exactly what we're trying to do. You know, in in my life, just serving with young people a few hours a week is I want I want invitation. Every kid gets a fist bump. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. Glad you're here. Everything else. And then every kid is getting tools where they're challenged to grow. And I recognize, I mean, I kind of in the same way that you do with exercise. I mean, I realize that sports. At the end of the day whether we win or lose these games really doesn't matter that it's a beautiful environment to teach and give tools that kids can use in their lives. And I think I see invitation and challenge, even in what you're describing where it's like, are you amazing? Heck yes, you're amazing. But if we're going to be successful, we got to take what's amazing in us and activate it and grow and try to try to be better, which I think is such a, it's a, such a great way to, to balance between the two extremes of, you know, my kids, the center of the universe and they don't ever need to be challenged. And, um, frankly, just, I think a lot of the harshness that kids can experience in some different environments. Well, yeah, we want to protect our kids. We want to help our kids to succeed. But at the same time, if we don't let them fall down, we don't, we don't let them lose yeah. You know, I mean, like you said, the tools, like yeah. losing is a, is a great thing to learn from, you yeah. know, it, it's how we get better. You know, you can think about, you know, with speaking in front of people, I'm sure you've had some bad speeches, right? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, not, not a one, and, <laughs> not one that I've heard anyone. And, and, <laughs> but here's the thing. If you are where you are, I know you've delivered some great, um, some great speeches, some great motivational, but you don't really remember those, but you remember the right. ones where you really just Went in there and stunk up the place, you know, (laughs) and those are the ones that hurt Mm -hmm. and they linger 
and nobody's going to save you from it. You've got it. You're the only one who can build from that. Pick yeah. yourself up and and say, you know, this is not going to happen again. Yeah. And uh, you know, those moments are the moments that we want to protect our kids from. Yeah. But those are really the moments where, yeah, we can be there to be like, hey, you need one arm up. Let me help you up a little bit. But man, and that's tough as a parent. I don't know the answer to that. You know, um, you you want to stop them from feeling that pain, but really that pain is what helps them to grow and get better. Yeah, that's a difficult thing to balance. You know, um, so the way that God built me is that when I look at people, I see potential. That I, I always see people in terms of potential. And to me, potential means probability with hard work. Mm-hmm. So whenever you look at somebody, so I'm always looking at them and they're like, man, I don't, I don't have a lot going for me. I'm like, what are you talking about? All I see <laughs> is how awesome you are, that's right? A, that's the negative voice. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, no, 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 no. All I see is what you are becoming. Yeah. And the idea is you become by making decisions and and you become by making different uh, choices and you become by emerging and transforming into what God has built you to be, right? I mean, yeah. so like, for example, Bridgeway, when I, whenever we meet new folks, I always say the same thing. You're walking into a high challenge environment. It's a high challenge environment. That's now everybody knows I love them. I'm really squishy as a person. I'm super bouncy and nice, but I'm like, listen, we have a lot to do. This whole idea of I get to be my full potential but not do anything doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot to do to as like a flower unfolding, you blossom as you just you're you're emerging, but that requires a lot of effort. Right. Yes. You can't you can't just remain still, no effort at all sit on the couch. You are not your full potential, right? Experience your full that's potential. That's right. Yeah. Well, and that's I mean, and then once again, invitation and challenge. Yes. That there's love, there's that's affirmation, it. there's yeah. support. You can't just have the harshness with encouragement to grow. Yep. Now, um so Sammy, we had Matthew Oliver on the podcast a while ago. Yeah. And um he was the one who suggested we bring you we bring you on here. In fact, I think he even mentioned it in the middle of the episode. Oh yeah. Um we haven't really talked about just your own faith journey much. Could you maybe just share a little bit about your own? I mean, he told us a little, but kind of your own experience of, of well, faith and everything. Well, else. He, he has a lot to do with that. And, yeah. um, you know, basically when somebody, that lady Laura I talked about, she came into my life to help me with my book. Right. Well, she read through it and she said, something's missing. Mm-hmm. And I go, what? No, I put it all in there. She goes, well, <laughs> you don't mention your dad at all. Mm. You know, you know, you didn't mention him. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I, and she, so she kept digging and it ended up by, you know, I was, I was protecting him Yeah. Um, because I was um, so hurt. Yes. Yeah. You know? And so, um, yep. uh, when, when, when he left, you know, you, you look back on it now as an adult and I've, I've patched things up and, you know, told them I loved them and vice versa. But right. at the time I look back on that kid who was left and, uh, you know, Sometimes I'd say left for dead because I, I really didn't want to live anymore. Right. And so I, as an adult, you look back and you know, how could you leave your kid like that? Because I needed him. I needed him so much. And so when I, um, had the absence of him, um, I was raised with God. And so I, 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 you know, God, the father, you know, they kind of, they go together. Yeah. And so, um, I, you know, I didn't hate him because he was my dad and you always want to love your dad. And so when I lost my weight, one of my big reasons to lose weight. I said popularity. That's kind of what I told myself, but I was hoping he'd come back, oh, you know, yeah. I, was, I was hoping and, and, you know, he did show up, you know, but it just wasn't right at that point. Right. Um, so when I, when I, instead of hating my dad, you know, I, I 
I really hated God, you know, hated yep. him. Why would you do this to me? Why would, why would you stick me with this? You know, yes. uh, you gave everybody else such a better life than me. And, uh, and so that hatred uh, was with me for about 10 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we can't, it's really hard to say this. So I'm going to try to say this. We can't love ourselves and hate the people that we're part of who we are at the same right. time. Yeah. It's a contradiction. It's, it's, it's with self-hatred somehow. Yeah, yeah, it's an internal contradiction. So I, I'm hating God. Uh, yep. I get older. I start hating my dad. But I'm trying to love myself at the same time, right. and it's not working. Yeah. And then Matt comes into my life right at the time that Laura came in and helped me, um, right at the time that my wife's giving me the um, the the motivational speaker uh, call. <laughs> you know, she, she calls up and says he's going to, you know, all these things are coming together. And Matt says... You know, I uh, do I look like I'm doing a good impression of him. You know, <laughs> I uh, I want you to come speak to my church, and I go, whoa, whoa! I, I know I said, everyone <laughs> 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 stop signing I me said, up for stuff. Uh, yeah, I said, I, I know I said I wanted to speak to people, but I'm not ready for that. How many people? I go, oh, we get about 350 people in here. Whoa! And so he kind of pushed me into that, and I told him I'm never going into a church. Not a, not not me. I'm not going to church. Right. I don't want to go there. He goes, no, no, you're just going to come speak to my church, <laughs> but you're not going to attend. <laughs> this is a great sales job. Yeah, yeah. So, awesome. so he tricked me in there. Yep. And uh, I stayed there for about two or three years. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, and and uh, through the two or three years that I was at the at the family in Roseville, um, Matt and the family, the whole church just just. <laughs> pumped us up. I mean, he got me into his kid's school, which was my third. I started three schools my first year. Started with three schools, turned into 18. By the next year, it was 40. By the next year, it was uh, 60. And now it's over 150 schools. But Matt uh, Matthew Oliver, was uh, he, he went to the PTC board and he said, Sammy's coming in. And they said, you know, who's this guy? We don't know who he is. And so, so he really, you know, there's some people that really stick their neck out for you and they see things in you. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, he, he tricked me into going to church and, um, I got a lot of healing from that because uh, I was able to realize that, um, he was always with me the whole time. You know, you know, you can, you can hate as much as you want, but that's not going to change that side of it. And I think that we also can help the people that we help, yeah. you know, you know, you can think whatever you want of me. I'm not telling you this because I want a reaction from you or right. I, or because I want you to like me. I'm telling you this because it's true. That's right. Yeah. And I feel like that's, um, that was, uh, the only way I'm able to do what I'm doing now is because when you, when you're with people all day long and you're seeing this and feeling that energy and that connection, you know, it's God, there's no other way around right. it. Yeah. I mean, a- unless you just want to say that everything's coincidental and, <laughs> and just live your whole life that way. And, yeah. Oh, you know, but no, you, you know, the feeling yeah. and it, it's a feeling unlike any other. And, um, and yeah, so he was a big part of that. And, um, I love that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, and, and seeing what you do and, 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 you know, again, when I, when I was there last year, I knew nothing about you other than that my kids were excited, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm listening to, to what you're saying and, and I'm, and I'm hearing the, the message that's being communicated. And, and again, I, I think I'm, I'm such a believer, you know, like, like Lance stated a minute ago about helping people see their potential. Cause I think that's part of I think just recognizing that you're made in the image of God is recognizing that there is there is possibility and potential inside of you. And I, and I think, you know, we get all mixed up with that in culture that it's like your potential and your calling doesn't mean like, oh, you're going to go be famous and do something. But it's like 
God has placed worth and value and meaning in your That's life. That's right. And and I and I and I love, you know, so much of what your message does to me is it I mean I get it, it's a public school it's not a faith-based program it, you know all the other stuff but it's it's you're awakening in kids I think this idea of their value and their worth and to me that's part of recognizing that you're made in the image of God is that Absolutely. you're valuable you have something to contribute well and it's powerful in schools like you don't you don't have to say the word God in schools and if you yeah. do it actually probably would be more damaged than anything because <laughs> you're gonna offend somebody. You yeah, know, they have pre, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, preconceived notions. So I always feel like, you know, God is love and, and I'm able to demonstrate my way of loving on these kids um, every day of my life in the way that I was meant to do it. And so yeah. I do feel like, I do feel like kids feel that, yeah. you know, without, oh, yeah. with, without, with, without saying any, any words, I, you, when you sent me a, a message, you said, you know, can you share a couple stories? Yeah. Um, and before we're out of time, I, I, I was going through, because there's so many things that, you know, what do I want to share? Well, the most recent one was a mom who reached out to me. Her son, uh, I think he's in third grade, second grade. He he just finished going through chemo. Wow. And, you know, go, you know, being that young, you know, I don't feel like it's terrible that kids don't deserve to go through that at such a young age. I mean, anybody, but right. you can imagine a kid going through chemo. Uh, oh, it just uh, breaks my heart. And uh, I call them up at the end because, you know, I was talking about the water bottles. Well, sometimes I give them to kids who weren't working very hard, but are going through a lot of emotional struggles, Yeah, you know, and they just, yep. they need somebody to, to say, you know, you bring them up in front of the kids and all. And then, you know, sometimes there's kids that are going, that they've shown so much uh, just perseverance. Well, I bring this kid up and his mom sends me a message. She goes, thank you so much for bringing Austin up and giving him that award. I watched the video and it brought tears to my eyes. It meant more to him than you could know. Austin just finished battling cancer and is finally starting to feel good again. Today, when I picked him picked him up from school, he was so excited, and he told me that he helped all of his friends not give up like he didn't give up during his treatment. Wow. And he was so unbelievably proud of what he accomplished today. Thank you for making him so happy. And, you know, just, just you know, thinking about, like, he says, wow, you know, I didn't give up during treatment. I didn't give up at school and I'm helping kids. And, you know, he's overcoming so much at a young age. So that was a story that I really, um, that's, I that's a God that's, thing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then there was awesome. another girl, she's in high school now, but I called her up. And at the time that I called her up, she, um, was very standoffish. You know, I pick her out of the crowd and, you know, most kids are excited, but she's standing up there like, you know, I don't like you. Yeah. Why are you? <laughs> how dare you? How dare you call me up? But she's standing up there. And at the time, you know, I'm saying, hey, I just want you to know whether you uh, liked it or not. I just want to tell you that I believe in you and blah, blah, blah. And you're amazing. And so she sends me a message th three years later. And she says, hi, Sammy, you came to my school three years ago. I was very standoffish and I didn't want to do anything. And honestly, at the time, I just felt pointless along with everything else going in my life. You called me up at the end, and I don't remember exactly what you said, but I remember it being the only time I had felt validation, that I didn't feel like a background character in my own life. That encounter started my journey into satisfaction with my life and who I am, and I just want to thank you for that. Dude. So, you know, like yeah, you think about what kids are thinking at this, at this yep. age. They're thinking, I'm not, I'm a mistake. I'm not good. I'm not okay. And so... You know, you just, you hear stories like that because you never know. And if you don't get a reaction from somebody instantly, yep, 
That's what I was just going to highlight. So um, one of the things that uh, Pastor Brian and I always joke about is that when you go and speak to youth, <laughs> you better have your better have your uh, security blanket with you because, dang, you can sit there and just be like pumping out all your passion and energy and they're just staring at you like, what's wrong with you? What else you and, got? Yeah, and you're just like, oh, it's not making any difference. <laughs> and then afterwards they walk up, they're like, dude, change my life. And you're like, no, yet. I did not. Your face doesn't show anything. Yeah. And so once again, you said three years later, right, uh, that this girl connects with you. Once again, I want to encourage, because we don't have a whole lot of kids watching this program and listening to this program, mostly because of Pastor Brian. But anyway, um, that we have a lot of adults. And when you invest into your children, you don't always get an an immediate reaction. You don't always get the validation back. And a lot of times we only do stuff when we get validated for it. I just want to encourage just what Sammy was talking about that, man, when you pour into your kiddos, you're not going to see it right away, but it is sticking and it is, it matters and it is powerful. So yeah, super great story. You're you're planting these seeds, right? That's it. And you never know when they're going to grow. Nope. Yep, playing the long game. And it's not up to us. That's for sure. Yep. Uh, So, hey, before we go, if if people want to learn more about what you do or they want to connect with you online, uh, where, where do they go? Well, I, I document my journey in schools as much as I can on my uh, Facebook, Instagram. It's Sammy Cater or Sammy Cater of Sammy Circuit is my Facebook. And then Sammy Circuit's my Instagram. And then um, my website, www.sammycircuit.com. Um, it's S-A-M-I. Yes, S-A-M-I. I want to yep. make sure we get that. And Cater's yeah. with a K, K-A-D-E-R. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, anytime that I'm going out doing events, I'll, you know, I send emails, things like that. And I'm in family nights in schools, 100, like 100 schools, 100 nights a year, something like that. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, awesome. So. All right. Very cool. Well, uh, Sammy, thanks so much for being part of the program. Uh, really enjoyed our conversation. And more than that, thanks for what you do. You're making a huge difference. And uh, just, I hey, as a dad of kids who have been to your program, I love that my kids are learning from you and hearing from you. And to know that's happening all over the place, it's pretty awesome. So thanks. thank you, Lance, for the time and being back with us on the program. And thanks to all of you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you're inspired by Sammy's message. And we'll be back with you again in two weeks for another episode of of engaging culture. Review on iTunes. Thank you so much for